Well, praise God. I'm glad y'all are tuned in tonight for this Spirit of Life series. Uh, you know, we've been going now. Uh, we've done 14 sessions tonight, session 15. And so tonight, I just want to remind you, tonight's the last night that we, we're doing it just as a preaching session. And starting next Wednesday, we'll have back in praise and worship. We'll have a full 30 minutes of praise and worship and then a message and go back to regular church services. And so I just pray that this message is these counting tonight, 15 weeks is going to be a real blessing to you, been a blessing to you. And uh, we're just talking and, and shortly we'll be having all of these uh, messages up in a playlist. We can go to them and review them and keep watching them. And it's going to be it's just an awesome thing. I've heard so many good testimonies from people talking about how this has blessed their life. And I'm glad it has. But I feel like tonight <clears throat> I'm going to launch into something in this last session that I've been telling you a little bit about for the last 14 weeks. And it's about hearing the voice of God. And I want to get into this here in a minute, but first I want to pray. And I just want to bless you tonight and pray over you so we can get all of our hearts ready. Get your Bibles, get your pens, get your notebooks out and get ready for this session. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. So Heavenly Father, I just praise you for tonight. I thank you, Lord God, that is this, we've had this rich, rich time together with you in the Word through, the, through Romans chapter 8. And I just pray tonight, oh Heavenly Father, that... People's hearts have grown and people have been enlarged and that people, their lives are changed because of these messages. I believe it, Lord. All over the world as people have listened to them, that, that the spirit of life has become alive inside of them and the revelation that Christ is in us is so overwhelming to them, Lord, that it's literally changing our outlook on life, changing our lives. And Lord, we praise you for it. Lord, there's nothing greater, nothing, nothing, nothing greater than being with you and living with you and to be able to come and to be in your presence and to worship you and to pray and to sit at your feet and let your word teach us. And so, Lord, tonight I just pray all over the, everybody watching, listening, that, Lord, that they, are, they will be at your feet learning and growing. And, Lord, I praise you for it. And we give you praise for it, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So, as you know, we started this whole 14 weeks out. And uh, 15 count tonight that uh, has all been out of Romans chapter 8. And, uh, you know, it's a found, it's an unbelievable, phenomenal chapter to continue to study and to continue to read and to continue to look at. But I want to I want to just go to verse two and start this message off tonight. Romans 8, 2, because it says, for the law, of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. I want to remind you. I want to remind you that the spirit of life, when you're born again, when Jesus comes and comes in and lives in you, his spirit's living in you, that it's the spirit of life. It's life. It, and that's what I've been trying to get across to everybody. And sometimes I feel like I'm beating my head against a rock because I see so many Christians living a defeated life. And we're not supposed to be living a defeated life. We're supposed to be living a victorious life. Now, that doesn't mean everything goes perfect, but what it does mean is the power and the spirit of God is indwelling you, is here right on the inside of you to be with you through every step of every day, through every moment of every breath that you take. You know, I heard a pastor this morning. I was listening to a, a podcast and 
And he said something and it, and it really pricked my heart. And I had to go look at it. It was in out of Romans chapter six. And it was talking about that, that we died with Christ and we're also going to be risen with him. And he said this, that no one ever dies alone. And so I was I was thinking about what he was saying. He talked about how all the horror stories through covid and, you know, uh, people in nursing homes or in hospitals that the family couldn't enter in and that they, they died, but they didn't die alone. If they were a Christian, they didn't die alone. And then he went on and using this this verse here in Romans chapter six, he said, just think about it. He said, if you're born again, the spirit of God's on the inside of you. And he said these words, the spirit of life is in you. And I'm like, yeah, that's it, man. Preach it, brother. That's what I've been saying. And he said, yeah, the spirit of life is on the inside of you. So for you your spirit to step out of this tent we're in, you're stepping out hand in hand with Jesus because he's in you too. So if this tent quit, kept dwelling on earth, you and Jesus are stepping out of it because the spirit of life is on the inside of you. And I thought, man, what a beautiful uh, you know, thought and a beautiful thing to, to, to dwell on. And it just reaffirmed to me this whole series on the spirit of life that the Holy Ghost is trying to get it across the world because this, this pastor is not anywhere around here and, and, and get it around the world that what the power of God that's on the inside of us, the spirit of life on the inside of us. And so I, I went through this whole message, this whole series to try to get you your awareness and your understanding and a revelation of who's on the inside of you. Now, because of who's on the inside of you, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world, God doesn't want to just leave you. Jesus said in John 16, doesn't want to leave you as an orphan, but he wants to come to you. But God also wants to have a relationship with you and fellowship with you, and that means he's going to speak to you. Now, I want you to get your Bibles out, and I want you to go to John chapter 10, and we're going to start in verse 1. There's so much controversy. People say, well, God doesn't speak to people, but he does. And I want to show you tonight, God does speak to you. It says in John chapter 10, verse 1, Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief, and he's a robber. But he who enters the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice. The sheep hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him. For they know his voice. They know his voice. You see that? Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, but will flee from him. For they do not know the voice, the voice, they don't know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Okay, so I have some sheep and uh, and I, I don't have them named and I I can't call them. I go down there and I can, you know, holler, hey, Fred, hey, Mary, hey, Sally, because I don't have these sheep named. All right. But if I take a bucket and I have some corn in it, or I have some cubes in it, and I shake that bucket, man, the brush is going to break, 
And those sheep, wherever they are, are going to come running to the sound of that bucket, that noise they hear and shaking in there. If I'm at the house and I've got a, 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 a sack of corn and I take it and pour it into the to the little container that I keep the corn in and it falls in there. Those sheep will start blading because they heard that. And they're like, hey, hey, we're getting fed this afternoon or what's going on? You know, they know the distinctive sound of that corn shaking in the can. Well, Jesus is talking here that his sheep know his voice when, the, when he comes in and Jesus speaks. The sheep say, oh, that's that's the shepherd. That's our master. But when the thief comes in or a stranger comes in and speaks, still a voice going out. The sheep say, oh, we don't we don't know that one time. I was out of corn and I was trying to get the sheep to come up and I put some rocks in the bucket and I shook it to see if that would work. And they just raised their head up and looked at me like, eh, what's going on? You know, and they would not come to the sound of rocks in a bucket because they could distinguish between corn or rocks. I mean, I thought that was crazy. I thought they were so stupid that they would just come running anyway, whether it was just some rocks in there or whatever. But it didn't work because it was a different sound. I want you to know that you're a sheep. If you were born again, if you're washed in the blood of Jesus, that the spirit of life is living on the inside of you, you have the ability to hear the voice of the shepherd. You have the ability on the inside of you. You're hardwired as a sheep to hear the voice of the shepherd. Now, let me show you something else. Go down to John 10, 7. It says, then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he'll go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. But I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. But a hireling, he who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I'm the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Other sheep I have, which are not of this fold. They also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. When he's talking there, well, first of all, he's talking about, you know, the enemy is always wanting to come in and mess things up. And the enemy is always trying to get to the sheep. But then he says, I'm going to bring in some others that are not of this flock. He's talking about, I'm, not, I'm bringing in some others that are not Jewish, that are not of the Jewish nation of, 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 of this people. I'm bringing them the Gentiles. They're going to come in and he's saying, and they will hear my voice. Well, folks, listen to me. If the world out there is saying God doesn't speak to you, God doesn't talk to people today, you know, you can't hear the voice of God. Well, then what are you going to do about these scriptures? Because Jesus is saying right here, my sheep hear my voice. But maybe, maybe you're not listening to the right voice. Okay. 
So let's go back to the beginning. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 9. <clears throat> Genesis 3, 9. It says, And the Lord called to Abraham, Abraham or, excuse me, <laughs> wrong, um, I, can't, I don't have my glasses on. Then the Lord God called to Adam, and he said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice. Whoa, 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 wait a minute, whoa, whoa, what? I heard your voice? In the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, wait a minute. All the other times God had walked in the garden, we don't know for how long. It wasn't just one day, folks. It wasn't just one day or six days. No, no, no. It was a while. It was a long time that God would go in the garden every day and he would talk with Adam. But this day, after they had sinned, they heard the voice of the Lord. And instead of saying, oh, man, God's in the garden with us. They were afraid and they hid themselves. So what's happened is the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We just saw that back up there in John 10, right? The thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So what he's doing is he's still doing what he did in the garden thousands of years ago. He's still doing to mankind today, trying to break fellowship with God so that you will not, as sheep, even though you're hardwired to, hear the voice of God, what you're going to do is you're going to hear the voice of the enemy. You're going to be afraid of God. Who told Adam to be afraid? I, I think it was old Slewfoot right there in the beginning. I mean, he never was afraid before. So this, con this condemnation came on Adam because he said, oh, man, we did something God didn't want to say. And so they, they ran and they hid themselves so that they wouldn't hear the voice of God. Think about it. From the very beginning, God is trying to keep mankind from hearing the voice of the shepherd and having a relationship and fellowship with God so that you do not hear God's voice. You do not hear God speaking to you. You do not, do not hear the still small voice of the Spirit of God on the inside of you. You do not feel the leadings and the sensing of the Spirit. And what is doing and stopping it is the voice of the enemy who you've become well tuned to. Now, <clears throat> you know, we got all, all of us got all these cell phones, right? And... Uh, most of the time, if you're calling somebody you talk to all the time, you don't have to say, I don't have to call somebody that I know well and say, hey, this is Robert. I just want to check on the CIR today. They know my voice because they hear my voice. I talk to them all the time. I have fellowship with them. One time I was in a store over in another town and uh, I was putting in an order for lumber and I was just standing there. I had my l lumber list and I said, yeah, I'm going to need, you know, I'm going to need so many two by fours and I'm going to need so many two by eights and so many two. And this guy, I kept noticing him over the side. He just kept kind of looking at me, kind of looking at me and kind of looking at me. And I kept talking and giving him my list. And so I said, OK, you know, is that that good? You, you know, we, we, we got it. And he said, yeah. And so the guy said, excuse me, he says, uh, you're Pastor Robert Richards, aren't you? And I said, uh, I said, yes, I am. And he said, I've never seen you, but I recognized your voice. He said, I listen to you on the radio all the time. And I thought to myself, wow, that's, that's, that's pretty amazing because, I mean, I don't think about how my voice sounds. I just talk. I'm not sitting around and I'll say, oh, you know, that's, that's me. No, I, I, I just, 
I just, I, I never am aware that that could happen. You know, a little naive, a little bit of a country boy here, and I'm just not thinking about it much. And so the guy just kept talking to me. He said, oh, man, I'm so glad to meet you. And then I'll never forget it. He said, I, I thought you'd have been taller. <laughs> I'm like, well, I guess I have a tall voice. I don't know what to tell you, dude. This is as big as I am. Uh, and, and he, but then I got to thinking about it later. I said, here's this person who's listened to me on the radio, heard my voice, but never seen me, could not connect my image with me until I spoke. And I want to tell you something. I really believe, you know, God is out there and, and you haven't recognized him because you didn't hear his voice. And what God wants to do through this whole series, because I'm, I'm just getting, I'm not, I'm not even touching the tip of the iceberg tonight. I'm just going to get you stirred up because I'm going to go through all these messages about, you know, the voice of your conscience, the voice of reason, the voice of the enemy. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to show you the, the, the what it means to have a, an immature uh, 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 listening uh, pattern, what it means to just, you know, because there's a lot of people that, you know, some people say God doesn't speak at all. Other people over here are saying God tells has to tell you everything. I, I need to turn to the left. I need to turn to the right. I need to eat with my left hand or eat with my right hand or do, you know, whatever. Okay. And so I want to go through this whole thing. I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend weeks on this and just continue these messages on continue them on because I want you to really grab hold of the spirit of life is on the inside of you and the enemy is trying to break your relationship, break your fellowship with God so that you're not hearing his voice clearly because he's the shepherd, you're the sheep, he wants to speak to you, okay? Let's go to another scripture here. Go to the gospel of John chapter 16, verse 12. John 16, 12. It says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. What? What? I still have many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Well, wait a minute. If God wants to, if Jesus is taking what God has and then he's wanting to tell you and the Holy Spirit is the mechanism that he's telling it to you or declaring it to you. Well, then, folks, listen to me. God's got something he wants to say to you. And it's a it, it's down to us. Are we going to hear God? All right. Are we going to hear God? Or are we going to listen to the voice of the devil? Now, I want to tell us, tell you something. We're really in tune to the voice of the devil. When that when you hear that little whisper on the inside of you, you say, yeah, go ahead and tell that person off. Or, oh, I, you're, you need to be mad at them. Or, oh, you better you better you know, you want to be justified. Or you hear the, uh, the pity party coming or the depression coming or those thoughts. The, that's the voice of the enemy. That's the devil who wants to kill, steal and destroy you and break your fellowship from listening to the voice of the shepherd. So we're really tuned in good to it. Some people are like, 
trying to hear the voice, and it's like they're taking the dial on the radio, and they're just spinning it, and and they're just hearing all kinds of things, man. They got everything going on out there. They got country playing. They got hip-hop. They got rap. They got everything in the world just going through the... Got Spanish going, got all this stuff just flying through the channels, and that's what they're listening to. That's how they listen for God's voice every day. And God wants to speak to us. But the first thing you're going to have to do is come to the realization that because you are a sheep, you are hardwired to hear the voice of the shepherd. You're going to have to start declaring that out of your mouth every day. You're going to start waking up in the morning saying, okay, I'm a sheep. Sheep hear the voice of the shepherd. I'm going to hear the voice of my shepherd today. I am going to be led by the Holy Spirit Thank you, God. You're going to start this confession coming out of your mouth because there is so much negativity about God's not speaking to us that now it's all silent that that is ingrained in everything and ingrained in your thinking that you've got to break that stronghold. And the best way to break it is to get your declaration just started off every day and get up in the morning and say, God, I just declare I am a sheep and I hear the voice of my shepherd. I'm going to be led by the Holy Ghost today. And then just march around the house a little bit and say, God, I just thank you that I am a sheep. I am a sheep because, see, listen, <clears throat> you don't have to be a good sheep to hear the voice of God. Listen, I got a sheep at my house. I mean, I have two, actually, that... Uh, I mean, these things, these things stayed by themselves a long time and they got to with the deer. And then it's almost like these sheep went feral. I mean, they are like more closer to the relationship of a deer than they are a sheep. Then I got these other sheep that I put with them. Well, the other ones, they just come up and they'll want to eat out of my hand, and just throw the keys. And the other ones are still looking like deer. They're like, they won't run because they're, they're still about half feral. You know, they just want to just, just fly off. Well, <clears throat> you don't have to be a good sheep to hear the voice because those stupid sheep, them feral sheep, they hear those, that cube or that corn rattling in the can and they come too. So listen to me. It, hearing the voice of God does not matter about how good of a Christian you are. You think you're not living up to the standard. It's still a lie of the devil keeping you from hearing the voice of God. You, you, you say, well, God wouldn't speak to me because I'm this. Now, listen, you're still listening to the voice of the devil. Sheep, hear the voice of the shepherd. End of story. When the can rattles, you sheep, you can hear God's voice. <clears throat> now, I don't know if you've ever uh, spent much time like on the Internet or something listening to or just scaling through looking at listening to pastors or something like that. Man, I can go through there and I can plug it on and just take a couple of seconds and say, that guy don't know what he's talking about. That is not the voice of the shepherd. Man, I just get it off, go to the next one. Because there's a lot of people out there preaching things that aren't, man, it ain't right. They didn't hear God and what they're doing, nor in their delivery or anything else. And so what I'm saying to you is, sheep know the voice of the shepherd. If you're saved, you're born again. Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You are hardwired to hear the voice of your shepherd Quit letting the devil break your fellowship and break your relationship and start seeking that fellowship with God. Okay? Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 10, <clears throat> the 
the Apostle Paul said something that you need to just let me. He's talking about speaking in tongues in this chapter, but he makes a statement here. First Corinthians 14, 10. He said, there are, it may be so many kinds of languages in the world and none of them is without significance. Therefore, if you do not know the meaning of the language, I shall be a foreigner to him who speaks and he who speaks will be a foreigner to me. He's, so he's saying, there's a lot of voices out there in the world. And if you don't know the language that's being spoken to you, then you're, you're, you're estranged from that person. You're, you're a foreigner to that person because you can't have a relationship because you're not hearing the voice. Can you imagine this, church? Listen to me. That you begin to hear the voice of God and you begin to hear him and he begins, and you know it's God speaking to you, how then God is not estranged from you, set apart from you, is not a foreigner to you, but you begin to be the Christian you're called to be. You begin to hear his voice, and you know God's with you, and you hear the reassurance of his love. You hear the reassurance of his faithfulness. You hear the reassurance that God by his strong right hand has got you. Oh, man. That is a precious place to be. It's a place where you want to wake up every morning and open up your eyes because you want to have fellowship with God. Because he's going to love on you and he's going to tell you good things. He's going to be positive to you. He's going to be strengthening to you. So what do you think? I mean, I, I, I can't see everybody moving around out there and I don't know what you're doing in the house. You may just went and got another cup of coffee and said, oh, pastor, he just lost his brains, man. He don't know what he's talking about. You may just... Uh, you know, tuned to turn, got ready to turn me off. But I'm telling you, church, listen to me. God wants to speak to you. God wants to talk to you. God wants to work in your life. God wants to show you great and mighty things that you don't know. God wants to be right there in your life, speaking to you every morning when you wake up. I'll tell you this. Take it for what it's worth. But every morning I get up and it's always dark and I go outside and I sit in the chair and I get my phone, and I start reading through scriptures, and I start talking to God, and I'm telling you, oh, I don't hear a booming voice. I have never heard God audibly speak. Some people have, and I got no problem with that. He spoke audibly to, in, uh, uh, to, in, to Jesus, and so he could speak audibly to you. But I'm talking about down inside of here. Down inside of here, I begin to hear the reassurance of God. I begin to hear what God... Uh, is encouraging me about or what God is talking to me about. I begin to hear his voice. I hear his voice every day. I don't, I don't want to move unless I have had my time in the presence of God. Now, it's not always long conversations. It's not always, you know, uh, hours on end of God just giving me the, you know, the new epistle to write. But it's something down on the inside of me that, that God is talking to me. Because I'm a sheep and I'm hardwired to hear God's voice. So I'm going to teach you over this next several weeks how to make an appointment with God, how to recognize his voice, how to how to how to mature in hearing the voice of God, how to grow in that gift. And, and well, I said gift. It's not a gift. It's already. Well, I guess it is a gift. It's put in you. You're hardwired to hear him. But but it had a mature in all of that and grow in it hearing God's voice so that you can come to this place of, I mean, glory, hallelujah, it's good. 
And so, listen, let me pray for you. I want from this session you just to begin to just declare, man, I am a sheep. I hear the voice of my shepherd. I am led by the Holy Spirit. If you'll just do that every morning for me, just wake up and say that out of your mouth and let yourself hear that voice, your own voice saying it. Then next week, you're going to be primed and ready to come to church. Now, don't forget, next week we're having the church. The doors are open. We're going to be doing praise and worship. If you're able to come, please come. Fill up this sanctuary. Let's get together. And these days, we need more people together. We need more friends. We need more fellowship. We need more prayer going up. We need more as a body of Christ together. And so uh, from now on, from now till, you know, next summer, we're, we're going to be having full-blown services on Wednesday nights, same time as always. And so uh, if you can be here, be here. And so let me pray for you. Father, I just declare right now in Jesus' name that people tonight, they're having a, a new awareness that, God, they are sheep. They're hardwired to hear the shepherd, that they are going to come, Lord God, when they hear the, the, the corn rattling of the, in the can of the Holy Ghost. They're going to get to a place in life where they hear your voice. They walk with you more than they ever have. They hear you more than they ever have. And Lord God, that it just brings rich, rich, rich fellowship into their life. And so, Lord, I praise you for them. I ask you to bless them. Put your hand upon them, Lord God, tonight, wherever they are, whatever they're going through. And Lord, I just declare that people are, are set and primed for next week to come back to just learn more about hearing your voice. And God, I thank you for it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you, church.